Happy Monday. You're going to say happy Monday. I'm going to leave my sound on. It was part of the joke from yesterday where I said happy Tuesday, and then I was going to lead in happy to. Happy Monday. Let's see. <laughs> You're Man's got a point. Most honest review we've had in four years. This is, sadly, We Are Live. Good morning. Hello, sir. <laughs> Quite fine. <laughs> Quite fine indeed. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Who would have thought a podcast streamed live five days a week wouldn't have professional journalistic skills, huh? Uh, lack thereof, my God! Mm, Weren't you wearing that shirt yesterday? I you wore, play games. I wore this shirt during my interview yesterday. What'd you I did interview? Not wear this Who'd shirt. You, what'd you do yesterday? Did you do a one-on-one? On one? I look. I, we've talked about this yesterday. <laughs> this um, welcome to We Are Live, everybody. Go ahead, Trev. No, I look. I'm. I'm. First off, I'm happy to be here, Chris Demon, <laughs> Travis Terrell, uh, many other people that are a part of this show. We'll get to them shortly, but. Look, we've reached the point in this show where uh, I've become the Justin Timberlake. I've become the Michael Jackson. Okay, well, that may be not be the best example, but nevertheless, I am the star. And as the star, I do interviews. I sit down with media moguls. I sit down with major news companies. So I sat down with NBC yesterday. You sat down with a local affiliate for a guy who threw you a bone. Rennie Knott. No, well, yeah, I sat down with Rennie Knott, who has interviewed dignitaries, presidents. What dignitary? Uh, he interviewed, I believe, somebody's mayor at some point recently. Buttig? Uh, Carl Buttig? Not one of the 97 mayors in one of the municipalities here in St. Louis area. But I sat down with NBC yesterday. We did a... Did you? We did a about, we did about 30, 35-minute uh, interview. Thank you. <laughs> If you're listening audio only, we've got a humble alert um, tag on the video. Go ahead. Look, it's, it's been an honor to be able to showcase my talent to the world. Uh, it's been an honor for you all to have to receive it. Oh. And so it was my opportunity Graphic. yesterday to continue to uh, share my exclusive talents Ooh. with uh, the general public. And I sat down with Rennie Nott and we discussed uh, how I've become... Uh, the next big thing out of St. Louis. And it was a fine interview. Fine indeed. And so uh, that, that's, I have this shirt on today uh, in honor of my new character that I created for the fine folks at Sesame Street. Never her, heard of it. Her, her name is Detective Charlie. Mm -hmm. And you can purchase a shirt like this mm. at buyjack.com backslash Charlie. That's C-H-A-R-L-I-E. Okay. To support not only the Sesame Street cause, but the cause of minority voices everywhere. Do you think that minorities want you to lead the charge? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I talk to minorities every day and what, they go, who? hey, as a minority, I think you should continue to represent what we stand for. And I go, Mr. What minority do we stand for? or Mrs. Minority, because that's what minorities are. I go, hey, yes, I'll do that. And that's how I became a leader of a movement. What's that movement, buddy? Uh, you know. Depends on what day of the week it is. 
Gotcha. Uh, to we are live, Chris Demon, Travis Harrell. We've got a great show planned for today. Charlie Marlowe, you know him from Fox 2 Sports. Chucky Marbles! <laughs> we'll I miss Chucky in. Marbles. He's going to be sitting in studio with us today, Chris. He is. At 9 a.m., we'll do a, a Travue of Beyonce's Homecoming. Mm. Hmm. Who run the world, Beyonce? <laughs> if you want to text us, we haven't been letting you know. 314-669-1431. We've got Fair or Foul today, and the person who uh, curates that, who executes it, is Chris Gardner. He's oh, the producer of the show. Hey, He's Chris. He's got, got his own camera. Good Chris, morning. Chris, where Good morning, are you? Gardner. Hey, you there he is. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. And good morning. Here he comes, Chris. To my very esteemed. Oh boy. Walnuts. Put them up. There it Put is. Put them up, Chris. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. <clears throat> Put them up. Come on. <laughs> Put them up. Come on. Put them up. You're very convincing, Travis. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Boy, hey. I, I see why you're the leader of the minority world. Yeah. There you go. Oh, was I a, was just scratching was my that chest. A, was, that a, was that a pigeon? Yeah. What did you throw up there? Oh. Gardner, what's our fair foul today? Fair foul. Stems from an off-air conversation yesterday. Oh, this should be interesting. A white person who has never seen an episode of the show Frasier. Okay, that's a lie. That's not real. That's silly. I've never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. That is... Blasphemous. Tommy, our intern, has seen an episode. So everyone has seen an episode. He's 21. Uh huh. And from Granite City. And he has seen an episode he of Frasier. He's seen an episode of Frasier. You have he, seen an episode of Frasier. He wasn't sure at first when we were talking this morning. Oh, baby, I heard a blues are coming. Yeah. Coming and scramble eggs. Yeah. I don't know all the lyrics. Yeah, but the scramble eggs part is the part well, that that's gets what me. He, that's what Tommy said. Okay. Oh, wait, that's the scrambled egg show. There it is. I like this kid. Our intern's getting a lot of airtime. I like this kid. Does he, he have a was, camera yet? He got to open a show last night. Yeah. We had right a great here. comedy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tell, tell us about the fair foul. We'll talk about the comedy well, that show. Was, that was basically Okay, it. that's it. Frazier. Frazier. Is people. there, is there, no, is there a white person in this studio that hasn't seen an episode of Frazier? I've seen Frazier. Mm. Tommy's seen Frazier. Mm -hmm. You've seen Frazier. Mm -hmm. I ain't white. Last time I checked. Mm. Well, at least one person in this studio. Has not seen an episode of Frasier. You proud of yourself, big boy? I've seen Frasier. You have? Yeah, everybody has at some point. Oh, yeah? And then it went into syndication. Okay. Niles. <laughs> that was there you go. That was basically <laughs> Frasier. Yeah, he's seen it. He's seen it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, hello, caller. Oh, nice. Right. That's really good. I don't have a good Kelsey Grammer, but that's kind of what you do, right? You got to have gravelly uh, voice. Uh, hello, caller. Kelsey Grammer's had like an effed up life, hasn't he? He's uh, had a. There, his... You know, his sister was murdered, and then like, or was. I mean, there's some crazy okay, stuff. Was there a murder? Someone his sister was, a, was abducted. Someone was and attacked murdered. by a shark as well. Oh, I didn't know this. All there's like a whole bunch of stuff around it. All I remember Kelsey Grammer's falling off that stage. He fell off a stage? He fell off a stage. He was doing a. A lecture, I think, at Disney Hall in L.A., and I think he didn't realize where the orchestra pit was, and he kept strolling oh, on stage, wait. and he kept walking, and he fell. Wasn't that wasn't there line like that from Oh dear God? Was yeah, Oh right? dear God. Something yeah, it was bad. Lines. That was because Kelsey Grandma. He's got he got smart white man swag. Black Sheep says he's never seen an episode. By the way, shout out to Black Sheep stopping yeah. by yesterday. Said the offices are uh, amazing. He picked up uh, first of all Southtown Pub and Hawaiian Buzz Wine Grill are now shut down. He uh, he cashed in some big time gift certificates yesterday. Uh, but yes, he uh, he's never seen a single episode. So mm. really, and he a white man. 
Like mm-hmm. he's like the white man's white man. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. He was yeah. a he was a pleasant fellow. I met him yesterday. Yeah, ah, don't guy. don't don't buy Very into nice. that. He's yeah. he's he's a father now with twins. But that's don't be fooled. He came by in. That. That's he came foolish. in. He came in. I was freaking out, busy de- putting out a couple things here and there. We had the comedy show last night. He hung around, and he was very normal. Him and uh, another friend were uh, hanging out, and they checked stuff out, and they were just having a casual conversation. I'm like, are you going to... You need to go. (laughs) Well, you you were nicer than that. No, okay. The line was something along the lines of, do you need me to show you out? (laughs) (laughs) I've known him most of my life, and I'm like, I am. um, I'm going to jump out a window if I don't get this stuff done. And it was. I felt horrible. It was really nice to see him. Chris realized what how he didn't mean it that way. He realized how it sounded as soon as he said it. I mm-hmm. think because we were all we all we all started laughing. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's it's, how I mean, it's it, gonna be. It's uh, an office. Everybody's <laughs> in here working and everything, and I'm just like, I need to get this stuff done. And I still didn't get everything done. <sighs> so I told him I expected that to be in an email at some point today. Jesus. So, so you want to be friends with Chris Deadman? Well, <laughs> God. <laughs> Dwindling numbers by the day, my friend. Hey, hey. Yeah, I got somewhere to be. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you pick up the stuff? Is it in your hands now? You good, you good Playboy? You good? Yeah. You take it all in? <laughs> Jesus. Just yeah, a, I felt bad. Just a loyal listener that's trying to support right. our cause. Literally listened to the show for three years. Mm-hmm. And all he's trying to do is help you out, and you're kicking him out of supporting, the audience. Supporting those who support us, even. Sweet Jesus. Going man. into Southtown. Supporting businesses that support us. What Chris says at the end of every yeah. show. He shares. He illustrates he, watch, I bet if I say, I, I bet if I ask him to share the feed now, he he'll probably, help our organic growth. Feed, organic yeah. growth. Yeah. So much for that organic growth. You just stepped on the vine, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hey, uh, you did everything I asked you, right? Okay, now go. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Do you, uh, do you need me to show you out? <laughs> No, we don't valet. Black sheep with a comment. So, you know the way out, right? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I was like, I, I got to go sit out or I'm going to, uh, I got to send his email. Because it is weird because we've got this really cool space. There's the uh, custom table in mm-hmm. the Midcoast uh, Communal workspace we area. Oh, the incubator. It's a little, the sounds incubator. a little. Eh, Midcoast it's, Media Incubator. Only incubating's in Travis's sweatpants. <laughs> hey now, who, 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 who? I don't know what that word means. Did you just go? I'm not familiar with incubating. I yeah. don't know what that is. So yeah, I, apologies and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so any other listeners who want to stop yeah, by the office? Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to be my feel friend. Feel free to show up. Chris will show you the way out. Show your ass out. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if he's re- reporting. <laughs> JVL Jackal says, same here, Black Sheep. Uh, he's picked up prizes before. I think he's talking about Frazier. But I'm going to feel really bad if he's ever felt rushed picking things oh. up here. <sighs> this is... Uh, Ain't nobody rushing JVL Jackal. He's yeah. like 6'8", yeah. 225 you can pounds. Him. Pure rock and stone. Anybody's rushing that man out the door. You can rush him. If you're gonna rush the bull, be ready for the horn. JVL Jackal, does he? Is he a? Oh, Fraser. He he clarified. Okay, is he a law enforcement official? He just seems so intimidating. No, he's part of my new security detail. Oh, okay. Every time, uh, I, like every time he comes to the office, I'm so happy to see him. At the same time, I'm like, but give I, him give him an extra gift certificate. I'm about to say, do I have any warrants? Yeah. Do I? Anything outstanding? Billy Billy Fat Pants with a yeah, because he just feels like message. an authority figure. We can check. 
Uh, we, we don't have to do that. We don't. It's sad. I'll be leaving for another state here soon, so there's no. We need. can check online, or I can make a call or two as well. Okay. Like. Don't don't be looking up on don't don't research listeners and. I'm not researching. I don't listeners. Need, no, you're, you're going to unleash Gardner on some weird. No, don't do that. Weird I don't want national treasure esque hunt. I just don't. That ends with a listener going to correctional facility <laughs> because of a parking ticket in 1988. Yeah, they'll get you for that. Yeah, uh, Billy Fat Pants. This is actually probably the best comment I've seen this morning. Eat shit, Trevor. <laughs> he keeps doing that. Every time I come to work, I get out of my car, I walk into the building, and I hear someone yelling that, and I don't know who. I want you to go to a Blues playoff game and have someone yell at. at oh, you. it's going to happen. That's going to be my thing It now. used to be, hey, Blackfish! That's like the show finally catches on, and that's the thing people yell at me. Yep. Like, so I'll go to New York. Hey, eat shit, Terrell! <laughs> like you should be so lucky. I would. That would be an honor to go I to such a city Blues and people game, would yell at, at me. So that... I can have in my life at least a continued trend of instances like that. Okay. Because I had told the story before when you guys had uh, Nate Bargatze on. Mm-hmm. By the way, who's just killing it. Yes, I see he's that. He's huge He's he blowing up. Um, that we are live bump. But yep. we were talking about his fandom of the Nashville Predators, and I explained that story when I was at a Blues game when with a friend, and they, it was when the Blues were terrible and no one was showing up. Mm-hmm. And we all moved down, and people started heckling Chris Mason – later became a blues goaltender, but was the netminder for the Predators at the time, joking about his penis size and juvenile mm. sophomore jokes. And, that. and then right. a friend of mine said, you've got nothing below the Mason-Dixon line. Nice. And That's no one, one laughed. And uh. then off in the distance, you heard, too smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that story. It's my the best favorite, story. It's my favorite moment at a Blues game. It has nothing to do with anything on the ice. Really. I've, I've never heard someone give loud commentary to someone else's heckling. And it's, you know, Bluesers all around. It's someone in the distance. Too smart. Too smart. Like they got it. They're like, oh, that's funny. No one laughs. Too smart. I bet you he watched Frasier. Yeah, obviously. So I just want it to happen at a Blues game just so that it can continue to happen in that building. That's amazing. <laughs> so no one laughed. And someone <laughs> off in the distance goes, too smart. Yes. I was in tears. That's, that's good stuff. Oh, It's funnier than anything I've <laughs> ever said. That's good oh. stuff. It's the that's response. Good money. That's good money there. Like, like I couldn't talk for five minutes. I was that's laughing so hard. <laughs> I was drunk, too. So yeah. I didn't know that's fun. a great heckle. Yeah. That's a great line. But he's right. For that crowd <laughs> at that moment, <laughs> yeah. it is indeed too smart. Yeah. That was good, though. That was just dumb, to the point, <laughs> direct <laughs> jokes. You Your heckling is a little bit too intelligent. Yes. <laughs> so now I wanted eat shit to happen to you yes. at a blues game. Only got, in that building can this happen. I, and I just want to do it when, Sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to do it when I'm out with my parents. Yeah. Just yes. so they think, oh, it's hostile. And I go, no, 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 no. They love the show. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. That's what we say. And what would a version of this? Would you appreciate it if, um, if you are in, you're at, you're watching the Cardinals at home, okay. right? Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Ryan Braun mm-hmm. in left field, and then somebody hollers like, uh, "You catch like you're from Chesterfield." Oh mm-hmm. God! Mm-hmm. I scream from seven sections over. 
Too regional. Yes. <laughs> yes. Does that is that in the same vein? Most yes. certainly. Yeah. But it's then, the Frasier to Cheers. Yes. And then I like someone it's actually like adjusting their heckling mid-game to basically accommodate those fans who are in the distance oh, listening to what mistake. you're yelling at players. <laughs> yeah. you go, oh, thanks for the advice. Yeah. And then like two innings later, yeah, 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 yeah. they do something where everyone can you relate. Shot. It's like a writer's yes, room. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Like, Absolutely. yes, I like this. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe oh, that could okay. be our new yeah, thing. I, I need to be more direct. Yes. Right. Oh, hey, uh, hey, your dick's fall. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? That's the one. Let's reach out to the cart. That's card. what you're cheering Let's for. Let's reach out to the cart. Let's see if we have screenwriter night yeah. at the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> or you do just that. Just a bunch of screenwriters just yelling things at players. So no oh, agents. No, no agents. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And then everybody can get feedback. We can actually finish a screenplay probably at the end of a baseball oh. game if we all work together as a section. Think about how cool as that would be. Cardinals could be the executive producer of the movie. You could probably even cast some of the players because they would hear the heckling. They would go, I would like you to be a part a of that project. Of, you could go a lot of ways with this, too. Yes. I mean, the finance community could get into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bet you're below a 550, mm. right? You get into it. And, yeah, right? Damn, you know me so well. Yeah, yeah. that is all I do know. You that would that. be. You could, I mean, a, you could, you could a, get scientific <laughs> on it. I'm a creditor. I'm a creditor night at the oh, ballpark. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, could get, you could get really. You're going to have to take out a second mortgage. <laughs> this has gotten pretty intense and detailed. I don't it's like payday this. loan night at the <laughs> it's ballpark. payday loan night. <laughs> you just got. <laughs> They just take interest out of your checking account when you go to the concession stand. Mm -hmm. Maybe okay, we can only hot dog seven dollars, but interest rates. Maybe we get some very unique nights uh, if we get MLS. Maybe very we, yeah, we, we, I like we get this. them to be creative with it. I think that's what you're gonna have to do. New, so they can we can. We can just throw everything. We there really can. All the weird ideas we have. We have that two-year window, essentially, where we can throw a lot against the wall because it's shower. new. Yeah. And, I, yeah, we need to start coming up with certain nights. So let's make that a thing. Every week on this show, we're going to come, all three of us, are going to come up with particular nights for MLS games. Mm-hmm. Like neurosurgeon night. <laughs> Your synapses suck. <laughs> We're not firing. So nurses generally do what? Seven on, seven off? So we can have something that... Seven, seven tender dates on? Tender dates <laughs> off? Whatever you seven, do seven, for MLS, you seven, better seven, cater to the nursing community in St. Louis. Seven, 8 a.m. drunken stupors off? Actually, that should be the... You ever run into some nurses when you're grabbing coffee That's for a I'm meeting saying. on a Wednesday? That's what I'm saying. Seven Woo. on, seven off. Better hope that coffee place is not serving Bloody Marys. They're there to turn up. Oh, no Ow. doubt about they're it. They're still in so, their scrubs, and they're going to get yes. aggressive. They're gonna have, you're going to have to do a night catered to the nursing community. The nursing community brings out every other community in St. Louis. Because when they get on, when they have a weekend, sweet Jesus of Christ. What is it? What is the nursing school? Goldfarb? Is that the Goldfarb yes. nursing school? I think Umsel's program. Is that, is that Umsel's program? That's Wash U's. Wash U's. I, I know Umsel's it's right, program. It's right in, in my neighborhood. Yeah, you're talking Umsel, the Wash U. Yeah, th that community. Where? Wash U. Okay, thanks. Thank you. But yeah, you're going to have to cater the nursing community. You're going to have to cater the medical community in general. And then um, we should probably have paralegal night. Mm -hmm. Are you tying paralegals and nurses into the same category for some reason? No, I just think paralegal. I feel like every black person in St. Louis is a, already a paralegal because we just know the law for various reasons. What is a paralegal? I feel like, aren't they like a minor league law coach? I don't. I don't. Isn't that what they're. 
Do you want me to get the intern on to uh, explain what what that is? Tommy, can you nope. look up what a don't bring, he doesn't get any more airtime. Okay, T intern, can you look up what paralegal is? Here, okay, come over here. He and, doesn't uh, have to come yeah. over here, man. Yeah. Oh, here, here we go. Go on to Travis's camera. Oh, on to Travis's oh, camera. Here we go. Tell him what here. the uh, paralegal okay, is. We there we go. We got Tommy. Right, this is, He's a good boy. This is, He's a good boy. <laughs> camera three, get them in there together. Okay, hold on. Okay. Need Tommy to get in. There you go. This will be. Oh man. Oh, send this to Donald Trump. Take this. Okay, a paralegal I'm is an individual gay who is employed or retained by a lawyer, law office, corporation, governmental agency, or other entity, and who performs specifically delegated, substantive legal work <laughs> for which a lawyer Lean in there is responsible. To him, Tommy. Get in that shot. Paralegals perform tasks requiring knowledge of the law and legal procedures, but the exact nature of their work and limitations that the law places on the task, they are allowed to undertake vary between nations and jurisdictions. This is just stupid. People wonder what Tommy's doing here. This He's here it. for this. Thank you, Tommy. Hey, take a seat, please. I appreciate it. You don't have to yell at him like that, man. <laughs> There's Why no are you yelling. so rude? There's no yelling. What's ru rude? There's no we yelling. got guests, and you just rude to these don't, people. Oh, he's don't not a tell guest. him to take he's a seat, because he can't get out of yeah, it. This yeah, we're going to be up here for another six minutes. <laughs> and I did ask Tommy him, trying hey, to get out of a hey, chair. go sit on that couch over there, kid. It's a little awkward. <laughs> Did you wink at him like you just I did? I did. <laughs> I did. I was, looked like a hot guy with a hammer. Mm. <laughs> mm. Come on, man. Mm. So we got your fair foul today. Mm. <laughs> I got a melee. So last night, uh, Ryan Singer, we did a Monday night after Easter show. Biggest comedy night of the year, if you ask me. It actually went really well. Shout out to Cranesburg Art Center Studio. Our guys Ben and Robert set that up. The tech stuff's in there. Shout out to John Beebe. Mm -hmm. By the way, owns an apparel company, part of Midcoast Media, by Jack. Also has dead serious stage and sound and lighting experience. So we transformed a, uh, a small 100-person room into a small little comedy club yesterday. So shout out to him. Looked wonderful. Everything ran great. Comics were very funny. Uh, big shout out to Haunted STL Tours. Lacey Reinhardt showed up. So we did a comedy show. Tommy opened. Wonderful job. Got to meet Tommy's dad. Wonderful guy. Uh... Angela Smith crushed at the feature spot, and then Ryan Singer, who's a headliner, came in, did uh, a great, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes of comedy, and then transitioned right into a paranormal discussion. It felt like we were watching a talk show, uh, and him and Lacey Reinhardt uh, had a lot of fun. So big thanks to everybody for coming out. But I just saw Tommy's um, shirt. Yeah, I saw it this morning. What's it say, Gardner? It says, stand up, And Tommy. this is a Ryan Singer... Uh, how about we just put them on the if TV ghosts screen? I don't want them back on. Real, now, Tommy, just come. What's just, that behind Tommy, you? Tommy, if we have a if, visual show, if, if you can just come in front of a real, camera. What's that behind you? Yeah, just come, just come over here and get it to my shot. I think you like uh, right. having him. Camera buy three. Okay, hold on. A <laughs> Sorry, I mean it. Well, it's Scorsese on he's you. He's gonna yeah. need to lean in. It's more. kind of weird. Come on in. Right. You should have seen Gardner's eyes when we asked him to plug in. If ghosts aren't real, then what's that behind you? Now turn around like you're scared, Travis. Hey, Tommy, get back in. We're going to make a gif out of this. Oh, Send it to go. Ryan Singer. Go. Now read his shirt and then get scared behind you. Oh! Is that good acting? <laughs> That's bad. That's why you're in the writer's room. Okay. Thanks, enough. Tommy. Fair Tommy's enough. having a big morning. No, it was a great show last night, but let's, uh, let's just, I'll do it for you, Gardner. Our ghost's real. How about the melee? Our ghost's real. Yes. Do you want me to put that out? Oh, I'll do no. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll do it. Just for you. You see Gardner's, his brain starting to He's like, I have to post a poll? No, he's thinking about our ghost real, and he's not ready oh, for that discussion. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't that's want to a, get that's into a, that. That's a discussion that could take the rest of the show. You know who is real? I'm just going to back. Yeah, good job. I'm going to back off. Okay. 
oh, I could have made it. I wish Tommy Bannister was Jewish because I said, you know who's Israel? Is, no? Oh. That would have been good. You know who is real? Tommy Bannister, Circa Properties. Why do you work with Tom? Why do I work with Tom? Because he supports us. That means he'll support you. He is a lifetime St. Louis. He makes the process of selling or buying a home as easy as possible. He's got a full team supporting him. In the background, he prides himself on his ability to listen and deliver what his customers want and make sure they're having fun along the way. Contact Tommy Bannister, tom.bannister at circastl.com. Give him a phone call, text 314-393-5386. It's home buying season, people. Make sure you support Tommy Bannister today, everybody. Good stuff. Boys and girls. Good, good, good stuff. We have a tribute to get to later in the show. Very excited to discuss... Uh, my Watch of Homecoming, the brand new concert documentary from none other, Queen Beyonce. Real oh, quick, did you actually watch it? Real quick, I put the poll out, just so you know. Oh. I just want to let you know. Wow. Look at that. He's a multitasker. Mm-hmm. I had a second there when you were doing the live action. A, te- a tech a advisor. The action. Ghost Hunter. <clears throat> th- they talked a lot of crystals last night, too. I was really upset you weren't there for right that. Here. Yeah. I, Mastermind was on with uh, Stacy Static, Static yesterday. yesterday. He's got a big crystal thing around his neck. Is he a crystal guy? Yeah, he is. Mastermind's a crystal Mastermind's guy. Mastermind's a crystal guy. If you're not familiar with Mastermind, then you're silly. He's one of the best acts that currently come out of the city of St. Louis. That was a big deal. He was in here yesterday. Yeah, now he's my friend. I'm going to start a podcast with him. about that. Very nice guy. And you always root for a guy like that because... He is from the community. Like people around St. Louis know who he is because he's always out working uh, and supporting other creatives here in St. Louis. But to have him in the studio was very cool. And he's a crystal guy. He's a crystal guy. How about that? Yes. That remember explains the crystal, fantastic success. Do you guys remember the Crystal Palace? I do. It's something that I probably would like to forget. They, how about like MD twenty twenty coming out of fountains? How about this? I'm the only one whose parents listen to every day, and I'm genuinely embarrassed to admit this. My parents worked very hard to uh, make sure I had a decent life. Definitely, at the time, scanner technology was about six months ahead of the ID game. Mm-hmm. Didn't drink at the time, and I was sixteen and a half or seventeen, and made a scanner fake ID that said I was eighteen to go to the Crystal Palace. One and it time. worked. Yep. Look at you. Because it was just ahead of the game. Well, Ferris right? Bueller, yeah. I see you. Yeah. So that was a, it's a not so proud moment that I felt yourself? like I needed to share. I'm ready no, to it was it. interesting. Yeah. I was like, there's a lot of Lady Stetson going on in here. <laughs> I remember that. You know, the sense of smell is heightened. Oh, yeah. So Part of your misophonia. Mm-hmm. It is. Probably but yeah, we, we got in somebody's van. Drove up, went to that. Oh, that makes Sweet sense. Jesus, man. Yeah. Well, it was like eight kids. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, right? That makes sense. But how, but how funny is that? A fake ID, not to drink, just to get into the yeah. very dangerous so You didn't do club. any drinking. You no. just went to Crystal Palace to say, I've been to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Probably peed on my friend's shoe at the gas station stop mm-hmm. on the way up. You know, stuff that normal kids do. Oh, very it's gross. Teenage years, man. Yeah. You never pee on anybody's shoe in the stall you over here? You sound like you were a terrorist when you were in high school. No. You sound Pretty very, lame. You sound like a terrible individual in high school. No. Adolescents are assholes, and ourselves included. Just because I That's took true. pleasure in dunking on kids in regular PE class and knocking them over 
does not mean I was a bad now person. Now you sound like a jerk. See, <laughs> right. See, that's acting. That's acting. That's not acting at all. To that, to that level. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm with Travis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one where you're like. That's where you're one where you're like. Jeremy Piven is Ari Gold. <laughs> right. Where you're like, maybe he's not. No, he's not really acting. This is him. I was with you. You kept going. There. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I think last week we sat down uh, with each other as we normally do here on the show. And you get mad at me for not shepherding correctly. What are you? Where are you going? With I'm this? telling you where I'm going if you allow me to finish. Last that's week. What that's what he said to his last seven dates. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this is art. I'll be done here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So mature, uh, but we talked about we had a. Can you explain yourself? Just <laughs> got dunked on and pushed to the ground. I got a. We talked about which era had the best combination of both great movies and music, and so I wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive into that because I think oftentimes when we think of music, we we give a lot of credit to a particular decade. So I think the general consensus is that the best music is probably 60s, 70s, that era. Uh, but then you start breaking it down to films and you start to add, okay, wait a minute, the 80s and 90s, they had some very big time box office hits uh, as well. So I wanted to go by decades to mm -hmm. determine the top acts and films of each decade. And we can discuss of those top acts and films ultimately which era was the best for both movies and music so Gardner gave me the task of narrowing this down to a couple movies and bands of that particular decade which is very difficult especially when you're talking about the 60s so that's where we'll start so the 60s was very difficult because you had to find that music and that movie and so the music right. I settled on was the Beatles okay Jackson 5 Okay. Those are my music icons of that. That's and, wild. and that's and the thing, it's the funny thing is that's dismissing Marvin Gaye. You're still dismissing the Rolling Stones. So the sixties musically, I think, is as strong as any decade. So that's those are your two reps. Those are my two yes. Uh, the films for the sixties were Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Psycho. Because I saw those as genre changing films like butch cassidy was like the first mega action comedy and then you had psycho with which absolutely even in 2019 remains yeah. one of the top horror films of all time yeah and even for that moment in the 60s psycho was a game changer okay so that absolutely i think had more ramifications throughout the industry and, and essentially birthed some of the horror icons that we love today okay. that movie all right so that's why i gave credit to those two films and there is there anyone in your family that doesn't like butch cassidy and sundance kid i like all my relatives loved butch cassidy i don't and know sundance. if my mom has seen hmm. but i feel that's like not, you got, that's but you not got really my family genre mm -hmm. 70s <laughs> <laughs> genuinely upset genuinely upset you what are they, Rooster Cockburn fans? <laughs> you can tell when he's really upset because his lips get pressed together harder than normal. Mm. Mm -hmm. You got tells, buddy. 
Man, that's why I don't play poker. Play poker. No, God, no. That's why he did the tough face when he took a photo of Phil Ivey in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, how's my face? How's my face, Phil? You can't be on a... Phil Ivey is the coolest poker player on the planet. You can't be all like... You can't do that. You got to mm. be all... Did you, did you do this thing? That you I did? didn't do that, but we did mm. this, though. They went... Oh, I laughed at taking the photo. I was like, really? Tough black dudes? Is this what we're doing? He has me some tough black dudes. Mm. Phil Ivey probably was walking out of the poker room. He had probably True. half a million dollars in chips on him. We just happened to be larger than him. So he's like, all right, man, I'll take it. And he had a, and he had a security guy. We both were larger than him as well. We we're like, hey, man. That means that's a bad dude. I'm like, if you, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I thought about <laughs> that. Right. That's yeah. a good point. I was uh, like, man, you can. Oh, you know what? Right, no, yeah. Why is chin up? Like tough guy look. I don't know. Look at that happen. That kind of leaves ah, that's exposed. Good question. You leave yeah. that chin yeah, hanging out there. Can't see. I don't know. Like looking down. Like when did that? When did I that become know. tough? Guy? I don't know why that is. I don't get it. Is it because it doesn't give you an extra look? Like it, even perspective. It doesn't help you. At doesn't all. help you like from a logistic standpoint no. and fighting, and certainly from a intimidation standpoint. Because as Chris just said, you expose yourself, and then you have a limited sight line. Limited. Right. Yeah, you're looking down. So I don't know. Let's let's look at the origin stories of this. Thank you. All right. All right. 70s. Yeah. Godfather. Okay. Jaws. Okay. Music. Pretty serious. Queen. Stevie Wonder. <clears throat> okay. Again, not, 70s. Like, are, how do you argue it? But, but the 70s, again, strong musically, which is, I think, most of us would agree. Film wise, yeah, like Godfather the, I, and Jaws, guess, again, game changers. Music wise, and I'm also trying to think of what defines the, the decade as well. Right. Like, I, di- I didn't know if maybe pro- how significant protest music was to that decade. Very. So I didn't know if maybe there should be a band that represented that, but that's not—it's not necessarily true. And I think that's why I'm just trying to. But no, to your point, you're, you would be correct. That was one of the criteria I tried to measure it up against. Basically, the music and movies that came from the times, and I think that especially these two, they're more of a reflection of just how everyone was feeling, mm-hmm. and they did a better job than any artist in capturing that so that's why okay so that's my that was my so that goes for the 70s and the 80s i went with die hard and et as my movies and my music like michael jackson prince now that was tough i'll admit because i'm leaving out you two and i'm leaving out madonna uh, i think i don't even think you i don't uh, i'm madonna leaving out and then probably. of course for the sports writers i'm leaving out bruce springsteen i think you're I think you're being nostalgic with Prince. I don't think he was as big as... I don't know. He wasn't know. even as big as Van Halen. Prince in Seriously. the 80s. He owned no, I think, the 80s. No, I, I mean, he did. You're right. You're, but I a, think we got really into him in the 2010s. I think we, I think we realized how great he was. Yeah. But even his impact, those two artists' impact still resonates figure, today. How do we figure that? And I, I'm saying Van Halen. Maybe it's not... Maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's fr- freaking journey. Like, think, I don't know. Like I and, don't know. And, that, and that was the thing. The criteria I tried. What who also had the lasting impact? So these two films. So you talk about Die Hard, ET. Like Die Hard is considered by many the greatest action film of all time. And it's an action film that you didn't see coming because it didn't have your traditional action star. Yeah. And it also gave you what some would argue the greatest action star of all time in Bruce Willis. According to... And a movie that's constantly quoted still in 2019. So the top three... Um, I wonder what the I box guess office According is. to this, this freaking website, Ranker, which is just a thing for advertising. Yeah, right. But 
it does got, come in handy if you're looking just it's to get fun. a general you idea. You need some ideas. Right. But it yeah. is nothing more than an ad database. Yes, yeah. no doubt so about it. So yeah. they've got, this is like the vote thing or whatever. they got Madonna, like a virgin, like a prayer, Michael Jackson, Queen. Uh, that as makes far sense. As like the, For the, the 80s? Top three. Yeah. You think Queen more the 70s. But then you think Run DMC, because yeah, Run DMC Queen. was the first mainstream rap artist if you and talk that, about new, yeah, like that was a whole freaking genre. Right, so Run DMC, and that was another thing because I, I didn't know. Bowie, oh, man. I mean, yeah, it's early, DMC, 80, early 80s. You though. can definitely make the argument. The police. Because they, police, exactly. So the 80s, I. Guns and Roses, I guess. I'm right. letting you pick who you want to yeah. represent. Yes. There's going to be arguments to be had no matter what. No they, doubt about it. They've got Van Halen and ACDC in their top 15, which is kind of, I guess. It's ACDC AC is, I would have, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue they're, with anybody. I can understand. Deal, but they're, they're not huge. number one. I, I, I'm looking. I was my again. My personal criteria was lasting impacts. Yeah. And the influence they currently have I, on their genres. When I think okay. of uh, somebody that needs to make a now that every, you're going to get this for every band. You get the Elton John one coming out. You just had the Motley Crue one just crush on Netflix. Right. I want only because I've heard him on eight million podcasts. I want David Lee Roth, Van Halen, uh, seventy eight to eighty four. What the hell was going on? That's what I think of mm-hmm. when I think of 80s. And got, you get the hair metal stuff, but like David, that music is still good, yeah, in fair. my opinion. And then you just Played see in arenas David everywhere. Lee Roth jumping off of speaker stacks, like just going wild and the great musicianship behind him. So I don't know. That's what I personally think of. And then the 90s, I finished it off with musically Nirvana and Tupac. I, I can't argue. That. Movies, Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park. And again, in 90s, I'm leaving a lot off as well when it comes to films yeah. as far as... I mean, you could go, and I, I would, thought Pulp Fiction because Pulp Fiction, like, there isn't a director currently going right now that didn't look at that film and, and wasn't inspired. I would imagine most directors today look at Pulp Fiction as, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to direct because what, he, what Tarantino did with Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jurassic Park, what we now know with CGI yeah. and still holds like up. that, it yeah. still holds up. And then so it's a combination of CGI, which is where we are right now, and then just brilliant storytelling from a guy like Steven Spielberg, whose fingerprints is basically had, all over the It had an Attenborough in it. So. It did. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> That should be the new criteria for any project. And let's start what, a, what, what Attenborough brother do you have in that? Let's start a Twitter account. Is there an Attenborough? Is there an Attenborough? <laughs> that's a good point. So those were my, those were, that's my set. I narrowed it down Ooh. to if I had to choose between, if I had to pit two decades against each other, I went 60s versus 80s. South City Tone's upset you didn't uh, put Celine Dion in the mm. 90s. Mm. That's my bad. Follow me. Follow the play. 60s versus 80s. In and, and the 80s, I, I'll be honest. I'm biased. I'm an 80s baby. So, Who did you have for music in the 70s? In the 70s, I had Queen and Stevie Wonder, two I think artists I, that I, think I absolutely for, am infatuated with. Personally, from what you've laid out, uh-huh. and I've obviously given you certain parameters here, um, if I were to choose from that what I would prefer, I might pick the 70s from what you've laid out there. S- 70s? Again, this this is why I love this discussion. Or I can see how people would. Yes, there you go. I'll say this, and this is not to be iconoclastic, but I just it's just too long for me. I get bored with The Godfather. Really? Yeah, I get bored with that story. Am I an old man when I say um, I see something new or figure out something new in The Godfather every time I watch it? 
I know no. that's silly for a movie that's been out no. for so long that you can watch as I do many that times with as television you want. Okay. And I mentioned two of them two times yesterday, but every, every time I watch a new 30 Rock, or 30 Rock episode or rewatch, I pick up a new joke because they deliver them so quick and in a, in a way that you don't pick up everything. Do you consider Aerosmith in your... Uh, oh, Yo, so what do you got for the 80s? 70s. Yeah, that's fair. That was that was peak Aerosmith. That was peak Aerosmith, eight seventies. I agree. So seventy, like, but they've they lasted. Personally, so I, I would have included. Um, that was. And this is me, like over over Beatles. I put Rolling Stone. I was I was going to do that too, personally, but I, I felt did. like the Beatles. That's everybody's. No, I mean, it, it was free so, space in the was, bingo card. It was such an impact on pop culture. Yes. that I understand. Yes. That's why I was like, I didn't want to be too millennial if you're by asking going. Me just about music, lyrics, or whatever else. I would have gone I'm Rolling Stone. Take the Rolling Stones, I agree. but I understand that there's. It's not just that. That's not exactly. part of this formula. Now the '70s, you may be right because you have '70s. You of course you had not only both Godfathers. You had the Star Wars, Apocalypse Now, Taxi Driver, Exorcist, Alien. As I mentioned, of course, Jaws. You had the French Connection, Clockwork Orange, The One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Rocky, Chinatown. And of course, all the presidents, uh, all the presidents' men, Deliverance, Saturday Night Fever, Mean Streets, Patton. So the seventies, and you had American Graffiti too. Damn, so seventies. I don't know. That's that's the thing. I don't that's know. I, I was conversation. Just, I could see how I would think people would lean seventies with what you laid out. That's that would be fair. I, I honestly don't know if there's a wrong answer. I because there isn't a like because you. I think it's easy to dismiss the nineties. Because I guess obviously it's the most recent decade, right. and, and I was but the '90s you, had some gems. I was gonna have to let you take that because once again I mentioned before my personal bias would get involved. That's fair. I understand the Nirvana pick completely. Nirvana that wouldn't I, have been I, mine though. I, Nirvana, that's just the influence. It's the influence more than anything. Like they owned, they created a genre one, and then they just had a a loyal following that I don't think we've seen. Recently. I think your '90s movies and talking about lasting impact are very solid choices. When when you have the Oscar winner, that's arguably Forrest Gump, and then yeah, the runner up to that, Shawshank. Yeah, not even get like yeah, those are two of the best movies maybe ever. So yeah, I think your choices though are pretty good for the in particular the movies for the '90s, which that's why we're going to lean that for any way. Yeah. For the most argument. biased person I've ever met, pretty non-biased. <laughs> It, the 90s, I think, if anything, this helped me realize how the 90s wasn't as bad movie-wise as we kind of remember. I, I, there were some bad movies in the 90s, but there are also some out-of-this-ballpark classics in the 90s as well that we still talk about to this day. So I don't, I don't know. Mo were movies better in the 90s <laughs> than they are now? No. No, but... No, well, it depends. Where the ideas, <laughs> man. What about the ideas? The ideas about, were fun. Think about how great some films were in the fifties, sixties, seventies, and if you watch them now, you're like, boring. The nineties like, gets can't. dicey because that's when, like, you, we talked about the CGI. So everyone's experimenting a lot with the CGI of yeah. the nineties films, and not everyone had it look like At what Jurassic point? Park. That was the thing because some of the CGI in the nineties got really 
Oh, okay, guys. Because we're, I think, I think now, out of hand. and some people would feel this way, like, I'm not into the superhero genre. Fair. And every movie I see coming out seems to be a superhero movie right. that everyone fair. gets excited. It doesn't excite me the way it does you. I want you to be happy. I want you to no, enjoy that's fair. it. But it just doesn't, it's not going to entertain me the way it was. Oh, if others. you're a superhero fan, I mean, this is the so, golden age. Yes, it is. I'm wondering, did this, does that happen? Because, I don't want to say it lazy because i just don't know all the details but trying to redo ideas constantly right. has it led to this uptick down with superhero and then being able to grab I, it yes. and when did it exactly start happening to where it was hey let's redo this let's redo this let's rehash this was there a mo- i don't think there's a moment that i can think of at least i think it got to a moment especially of recent where a lot of people were stopped had stopped going to theaters a lot of the, you know, a lot of folks get the DVDs. We're talking about the birth of Netflix. So okay. a lot of people are going. So I think Hollywood made a decision. No, that makes, I mean, that's. Studios that's, made a decision. How do we once get again, people. reasonable. Yes. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> but with that being said, I well, do believe. The show. Um, no, but, I don't know what's happening. But I do believe people, I think storytelling was affected by that because you, you're right. That's when the reboots really started taking off because studios had to make a decision. How do we get people back into theaters? Oh, Give them something they're already familiar with. They know. So they know. So we know we can count on them showing up that weekend and to see this work? project. It, it was more missed than hit. That's what I, I would figure. I would, it's more a hit. Yeah. But I think they were able. I think, man, to be honest, I was watching the premiere last night of Endgame. They were talking to all the people behind the scenes. They didn't know this was going to happen. They didn't think. They didn't know an Endgame was going to be the one of the biggest movies of all this is not like they had an idea that I think if you're the guy that played captain america he he was in a horrible movie where he was the flame guy so yeah so the, when they pitched this this was in theory they didn't think that people were gonna they were planning movies that they didn't know if people were gonna think actually show up for james gunn was making horror comedy yes. films 12 years ago with dwight schrute getting prison raped it was like that was Mm -hmm. that's literally what he was like they didn't think he was he didn't he but just busted his ass and ended up i'm not saying because of his his private st louis high school education (laughs) that's what it was louis high school absolutely his dad being a lawyer here in town (laughs) got him to uh, to his top level but i i think tromeo and juliet i watched that Mm. in high school he uh he's I love James Gunn, and if they thought his tweets were bad, like why don't you just go watch the films? Have you he not put seen out? Tromeo and Juliet? Some of the short stories he released. Where a monster penis comes out of a hot tub. Jesus, <laughs> what was uh, and his brother? He his brother was at the premiere last night. Sean Gunn. Yes, yes, and he uh, he said uh, James could not make it to the premiere because he's working diligently, of course, on the follow up uh, to his very successful mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy three, and also, of course, he's doing Suicide Squad. But fact of the matter is, I think that yes storytelling did suffer recently and that's because they had to get people back into the movie theaters okay. so and that's they're fighting against netflix and yes uh, hulu's yes. And, and your smartphone services. not even watching yeah. Yeah. you're not even it's not Very even against true. the other tv it's can you keep someone's attention yeah I period just, i just think that strategy was questionable at best to begin with it was it and is, may, maybe that was just desperation though too i, and, I and maybe it was look it's I, I, I still think when we look back on it, just even from even a business standpoint, I, I think even a guy like Chris would look at what Marvel has done recently and you it's an anomaly. Like it's not something that as well thought out and well planned as that all was. 
No way in hell did they know they had I think what you, they had on their hand. No, I think you're the the time of technology yes. mixed with <sighs> some great writing, mixed with some act, some great acting. All that stuff kind of culminated whenever you have the tech to make the superheroes yes. look good, all yes. this stuff. Plus, let's not discount uh, like research. Like, seriously, these are the perfect blend dash of sadness, some laughs, high action, high quality, big budget, mixed with 70 plus years of nostalgia. So Chris is so right. So yes, I can This is a, a perfect storm. I agree. Right? And I think we have to then give credit to the 90s because I think 90s action films kind of gave way as to what audience wanted out of it. So, for example, speed in the 90s. Like, people want, oh, okay. That's an intimate action movie setting. They essentially, that was the pitch, I think, the speed. Die hard on a bus. And so, I think now that you can take similar premises that we've seen from the 90s and we see it now done better today because of things like technology and because we now know what audiences are looking for in those kind of movies. So, I, again, we have to give credit where credit is due, and I think as often as it or easy it is to dismiss the '90s, we can't forget their contributions to the pop culture era. Sorry, didn't mean to get us off. No, you're I fine. Uh, I had questions for you. No, that's fine. Can we? Can we? Can yeah. we? Do we have time to jump into our yeah, travel? Let's do the, the travel right oh, after I that. tell you about uh, getaway carts. Okay. Local business, Travis. Getaway carts. Vroom vroom. Look out, Grandma. For a grandma good walks time. on the sidewalk, and that's why you just got to be like, hey, move, Grandma. Getaway Carts. You can check out their website, getawaycarts.com. They're part of the carte blanche movement. They also let you customize. Travis, do you think they put many limits on you? I wouldn't think so. No limits. Customize without limits at Getaway Carts. Joe, the owner, great guy, ready to help you right around the corner. Check out the website again, getawaycarts.com. Getaway Carts, the local business. Again, they specialize in the sales, service, and customization of golf carts. You name it, they can and have done it. At GAC, they pride themselves in living up to the tagline and hashtag of Customize Without Limits. How was that pause? That was good. Call or text 314-650-2951 to set up an appointment or email them at info at getawaycarts.com. That's for individuals. If you're with a business, you need a fleet. Any kind of work you need for your golf carts, you hit up Getaway Carts. Wonderful people, local business right here in the city of St. Louis. Be sure to check them out, everybody. Getaway cart, vroom, vroom. Hey, boys and girls. It's time for your favorite segment. It's time for the Travu. It sucks. Mm. Mm. Just like my good friend Jay Sherman used to say on that very popular show. He didn't say that. The Critic. It sucks. It's not how he was. Okay. Boys and girls, Travis Terrell sat down with himself to watch Homecoming on Netflix. That's right. Beyonce's concert documentary. No, not exactly. Uh, Some of you may recall, uh, about a year ago, Miss Beyonce did a, a very exciting set at Coachella. Did she? She did. Didn't catch that. The Twitters and the internet. In Travis's feed. On fire. No. That's when they the started saying time. Beychella. No, it was Beychella, ah. my friend. Beychella. Mm-hmm. So Beyonce, uh, as, as she's evolved as an artist, she has become 
very, 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 very black. Uber black. Like Beyonce, when she started, she was very walk the line. I'm going to be the mainstream artist. But when now she that performed she, with Destiny's Child in Farmington, Missouri. Perfect example. Never forget. Never. Civic Center, was it? It was. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And now Beyonce. I'll never forget CBC, as we were losing in our sectional basketball game, chanted, Beyond, or no, it was Destiny's Child sucks. Mm. Good on them. Oh, that was that terrible. was well. You no, know, it was uh, it was well uh, organized. Destiny Child would later Yeesh. go on to sell twelve billion records. <laughs> yep. But well, be- they were insulting us. Oh, uh, gotcha, it. gotcha. Yeah. I was like, ooh, damn. That was good. Damn. But y'all should have stopped. And then, like, and then our you should have put a ring on it. Did you guys say that? And then our well, that wasn't invented by them. Okay. And then our crowd was like, you don't have girls in your high school. That's a good that'll one. Take them down. That'll, take that'll them. hurt. Yeah. That'll hurt. Now Beyonce has become an artist that. Uh, truly is about women empowerment, uh, black girls magic. She is a very, uh, she's made the case that all of her performances from here on out would be a reflection of her upbringing, her children, and the culture. And this is what this concert was about. She had a live marching band. She had scores of some of the most athletic, beautiful dancers this side of the Western Hemisphere. Is that, did I say that correctly, Gardner? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how hemispheres work. But fact of the matter is, these dancers, by the way, her, her captain of her dance squad from St. Louis. Drummer. Nice. Good for yeah. her. And, she, and she's, uh, she actually was the one that proposed to or was proposed to by her boyfriend when Beyonce performed at the Dome a couple of years ago. Oh, I remember. They did a write-up mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. So the dancing, oh, my. Um do you Be- want to see the trailer? Yes, please. Let's give him a, let's mm. give him a sneak peek. Mm. Okay. Hold on one second. Sneak peek. You want a sneak peek? Detective Charlie loves this, by the way. Mm. What I really want to do is be a representative of my race, of the human race. I have a chance to show how kind we can be, how intelligent and generous we can be. I have a chance to to teach and, and to love and to laugh. And I know that when I finish doing what I'm sent here to do, I will be called home. And I will go home without any fear of trepidation, so I'm wondering what's gonna happen. But... And what advice would you have to give this generation? Tell the truth to yourself first and to the children. Beyonce, Homecoming. What a delightful film. What a spectacular film. What a spectacular woman, Chris. You didn't have to watch it. You could have just showed up and like, oh, 17 <laughs> booties. I ain't gonna lie. Game changer. 
I don't think I've ever seen a concert documentary like this never, before. Yeah, I've never that, heard you say game changing. Who saw game this coming? About everything you've seen. Moment. Unbelievable. Yeah. Beyonce, oh Ask my. him to check out the Leonard Skinner documentary next. He's like, well, you know, it was a game changer. Right. But it was, I, this, this documentary is life changing. I feel like I've been baptized oh boy. in the waters. Travis, what hyperbole, is Terrell. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't think you guys are ready to experience such excellence. You have to prepare yourself. you want to give yourself. him his own camera for this one? I feel no, like I, I just, go I just think right now, I think where Beyonce is right now as an artist, I don't think we've seen anything like this since you just went Michael Jackson in his heyday. Okay. But I'm just talking about MJ in his heyday. Like, that's the kind of performances Beyonce's putting out right now. And I think it would behoove both of you hmm. to immerse yourself in the hive. Become a part of the Beyonce movement. This isn't just, you know, I looked at this concert and I was thinking, maybe this is just for women. This isn't for me. But you know what? I was inspired. Isn't it great to be inspired again? When was the last time you were inspired? Exactly. Mm. So if you want to be inspired, if you want to go out and just love on all the black women you can find. I think it was this morning. I pulled my boots on without tying them. That's pretty good. I got an effing movement for carts, man. Okay. We have a golf cart sponsor because of some stupid idea his sober mind came up with. Yeah, but Beyonce's a religion. She created a religion. No, I was going to say that. You sound like you're in a damn cult. I'm not salmon on it. I can't wait for the documentary in seven years where it's the the failed Sesame Street writer that tried to start a uh, Beyonce cult. I think that'll be a fun <laughs> exercise. And we've got three years worth of poor radio broadcasts to, to do that. And they can say, we think it started here six months into his radio career whenever he decided he'd kidnap a white baby. like this, you know, compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, where do we want to go? Oregon? You want to go right. Oregon? Where do you want to go? There's a lot of space in Oregon. Let's go to Oregon and you're, you know, the, the center of it's shaped like a hive. Okay. Is that what you got? Well, that's a good start. Okay, there you go. You've, you've built it. You're going to build a cult now. I, it's, not, it's a compound to uh, celebrate the greatness that is Beyonce. Yeah, we've I don't heard think that you're going to enslave white people. Yeah, we've heard about your, any white people. your cock farms oh, before. But no, that's a labor intensive farm designed to show the next obese generation. White, obese white a Caucasian right, Americans yeah. the opportunity. How to, much they get paid? Uh, that, that's uh, negotiable. Oh, no, but that's not what the. Ex- it's about experience. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think we can all acknowledge that. You know, these okay. some of these white kids are too soft. They it's, can go to a farm for a few years. Pretty mm-hmm. bullish on this. So okay. we, as we do, you have a scale of one to five. I do booties. have a one to sc- five booties and boys and girls. We've only done this one time. You know, you need to keep integrity in this segment. I will. Six and a half booties. That's right. It's the highest score I've ever given anything on the Traview. So not only do I respect that ass, I would like that ass to shake in my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's with all due respect. Okay. Of course. Well, now it's all right. Much better now, right? <laughs> okay. Excellent. Uh, that'll do it for the first hour. Big surprise on the uh, booty scale there for the Beyonce documentary. Sorry. It's it a great awesome. segment, though. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Be sure to support Gateway Powder Coating as they have thousands of colors for you to choose from. Travis, Gateway Powder Coating, yeah. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I quit. Uh, how's your smoker looking in your backyard? I'll tell you what, it's not fast, it's not durable, and it certainly isn't affordable. Well, check out gatewaypowdercoat.com if you'd like your smoker to be fast, durable, and affordable. It's actually about their business practices. It's not really what you would bring in. Okay. Gatewaypowdercoat.com. Talk to Mark and the fellas at 
Gateway Powder Coating. That'll do it for the first hour. It's Chris M. and Travis Schroetz. We are live. We'll take a quick break. Be back on the other side with Fox 2's Chaz Marlowe.